Hello and welcome to episode 6 of the Spark Podcast with our aim being to help raise awareness on sexual assault and harassment in Ghana. Today we'll be interviewing Cookie <laughs> Emotional Support and her Emotional Support Chocolate Chip as she comes and talks about the experiences she has faced with sexual harassment in her lifetime. So, without further ado, please let's, in- let's introduce Cookie. Hello. Wait, Chocolate Chip. Hello, I'm Chocolate Chip. <laughs> okay. <laughs> okay, so I will give you the platform to share your story. Okay, so when I was younger and I was chocolate chip, please, and I was say grade six, and I'm a bit older than my classmates, not because I was repeated, please, but I I started school late because I was in London. Yeah, yeah. Anyways, (laughs) so um, when I was younger as I said, in grade six, so I was about 13 at the time. My parents had traveled and I was very sick that weekend. That weekend, I was super sick, like hot. I was burning, I was weak. I couldn't move, like, I couldn't move without feeling dizzy. And I probably, I think it's malaria or something, I don't know. But that weekend, my, we had just moved to a new house. So my parents were looking for, <laughs> my parents were looking for a place a woman or a nanny to come and stay with us, take care of us, you know, because they are both working adults, you understand? And they can't, they can't be there all the time. Right, so the morning my parents left, I was lying in bed because obviously I was sick and I couldn't move. And then I was sick and I couldn't move, so the nanny that they had hired for the weekend was standing next to me with my parents and my mom was like, oh, make sure everybody baths, you know, how African women are in that, you know. So she's like, make sure everybody baths, that by the time they come, they want everybody to be asleep, you know, all the basics. And the woman is like, oh, Pacho, you like, you know, yeah. And I'm lying there, <coughs> I wasn't really asleep, I was awake, but in that resting state, do you understand? Like I was lying in the bed, but my eyes were, closed because the lights guys that that weekend was rough the lights were shining in my eyes and all of that headache was crazy and so my parents leave and i'm my my cousins and everybody were alone in the house with this nanny and not my children my siblings and my cousins were alone in this house with this nanny and mind you, my parents didn't leave me alone with just an unknown person. They're not like that. We had a security man who had been with us for years. And so he was practically, <laughs> he was practically part of their family. So he was also around, but just he wasn't in the house like that, but he was around. He was around. My parents are responsible. So I finally take my decision that I'm going to bath. And then I make my way to, I crawl my way to the washroom. And I'm peeling off my clothes. Then, uh, when I take off my shirt, there's a shadow behind me. I look back and then I see this woman. Crazy enough, she was in the washroom. And she was like, Alright, she was like, your mother said I should bath you. I'm looking at her like... Huh? Because I'm a 30-year-old. If you don't know, 30... I 
I was having a little bit of breast today. Like I was, ha I was matured. There was hair in my armpits. So I'm looking at her like, and she's looks dead serious. So I didn't, and I was sick, guys. On a normal day, I wouldn't just sick. But I was sick. I couldn't even bring my mind to do anything. So I go into the tub, and she takes warm water, starts pouring it on me, and I'm just lying there. Just, uh, I'm like, oh, if I just, you know, close my mouth, it will just be done. And she, she takes the soap, she takes the sponge, she's bathing me. And she doesn't even reach my thigh. Then as uh, she starts pouring water on me. She starts pouring water on me. And guys, I'm enjoying the water. You know, it's relaxing. Before I realize, two fingers are in my poochie. <laughs> oh my God. <laughs> The two fingers are under my private part. Oh, what do I? What That's should I call? crazy. You know what? They are in my cookie. Yeah, my mango. No, no, no. Your crumbles are your. My crumbles are my cookie. And cookie she's like, oh, your mother said that she make sure you wash there well. And I'm, mm, I'm just like, and then I'm she then after that after she explained like your mother said like so quickly and she said rubbing 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 rubbing. And I'm just like, this, this, I don't remember this being how we, we wash our, our cookie crumbles. <laughs> and she's, she's rubbing and I'm holding her. And guys, I'm sick. So I was holding her hand and she was still, and I was like, oh, stop, stop. Like, wait, wait. And she's still going, she's still going, she's still going. I, I don't even, because guys, I w even though I had maybe started puberty, I was still young. So I wasn't even. I wasn't feeling anything to be honest, but I think it's still violating that her hands unannounced break the walls of my they just open the the gates. I don't like that. Yeah? Uh so does that mean you're not a virgin again? I'm a virgin. That's how it works. But she's rubbing and then when she's satisfied she finished rubbing. They've not even finished pouring water on me, she just leaves. So rude. Anyway, she just leaves and then when I say leave, I don't mean leave my washroom or leave my room. She leaves the house. She's gone, vanished. And my the security man notices her leaving the house. Like she packed all her things. She was supposed to stay for the week because you know, Ghanaian houses you you know you stay in the house and then they wanted to see how she would work. She packs all her bags like and she came to stay because she packed all her bags and everything and she just got up and left. When she left. When she left, um, my security man called my parents, and then they called my cousin to come, and then I think that was the end of it. But it still made me feel so weird for that day only. And then I was 13, so I didn't understand. So I forgot about it, and then later on came. Wow. Okay. So how would you say this experience has affected you in like everyday life? Oh. When I started, or when it first happened to me, at first I was, I didn't think too much of it because I was so young. But I did feel weird because I was, I was a bit old, I was 13, but as I grew up, I realized that what she did was not, <clears throat> was not, so I don't know, it affected me mentally because I thought it was normal. Like, your nanny would just come and put her fingers down there. I thought it was normal. And it was, like, it affected the, the way I feel about people holding me. 
If anybody knows me, they know I don't like to be touched. They don't. They know I don't like to be touched or held or anything like that. Um, from chocolate chip here, I can confirm that this like has really like impacted like the way she um like reacts when someone even comes close to her when someone touches her or something. But yeah, it really took a toll on her mental health. I believe and mental state of being. <laughs> right. So that's how it affected me, I guess. I, I really don't love to be touched. And that wasn't even the only situation where I was where I was put in that contributed me to my dislike of touch. There were other situations where I was put in where it felt so horrible. Like it didn't feel right is what I should say. I knew that but what can we do, you know? Yeah, so that's crazy. So, after all this, is there anything you would like to say to like help others come up with your story or just give them a little bit of advice when it comes to these kind of situations? Guys, please tell your parents. I know some of us actually tell them trusted adults because Hey, I'm trying to imagine how it would like turned out if I had opened and told my mother that hey, this is what she like this is what happened to me. It's really important you have to like find someone who you can trust, someone who you are safe with as well. But then like at the time I feel like Cookie didn't really know what was going on. Like she maybe she thought it was normal because she was still like 13 years old. She was still not very old. So yeah, it's fine if you don't know what's going on, but then if you feel even the slightest thing wrong, the, eh? if you feel even the slightest thing is wrong, like you feel like, mm, that's not right, say something, like don't keep it in for a long time, trust someone, open up. Yeah, and sometimes I know people have a lot of trouble like coming to somebody and saying, oh, this is what happened to me, because even one of my trusted, like, older cousins they did not the same like level to what they did like i really trusted him he was like my friend one of my close inner circles and he too he went out of his way to you know hold me in certain ways that wasn't your cousin shouldn't be holding you like that honestly mm. like he's and it made me feel like so something else he used to hold me like under my thighs mm. and all those things like when he's Hugging me, it feels like he's pressing. It felt very wrong. How old was he? Like, oh, at the time, I believe, okay, this time I was in grade seven. And he doesn't live in Accra, like, in uh, areas. Like, he lives far away in another region. He came to our house to, I don't know, visit my dad. And he came to pick us up. And he was my friend, you know, like, as a child, like, you think everybody is your friend. And he stayed for like a week. First, it was, it felt, there were first thing, the first red flag is that like he made me go through his phone knowing he had pornography inside. Like with naked pictures of men and women doing stuff. Like he, he saw me go through and I was like, it was this and he, he, he looked so normal. Like he reacted so normally about it. He was like, Oh, what's, you know, like, it's nothing. And I was young, like, nobody wants to see that when you're young. 
was very vivid pictures like some I, I can't I still remember the pictures that were on the phone second red flag was when he had his we have a room for our cousins where they stay when they come over it's different from the guest room and then I went in I knocked three times and he said oh come in come in come in tell me why I come in and this guy is naked second red flag. oh and me too I thought you know being friends and you know, I thought and cousins were family so I thought oh this is fine but the thing that got me wrong is by this time I had unknowingly like developed that this thing I don't like t- people touching me like unknowingly like people touching me makes me uncomfortable and then him knowing that we were all playing around in the kitchen and they were like oh get out of the kitchen get out of the kitchen this guy picks me up under my like near my my bottles like very deep near my nappies and then he lifts me up and sends me to the the outside of the distance and i said oh don't touch me like that it says what's like is the most normal thing in the world so he my i still haven't told my parents about him yet but my mother knows that somebody who came to the house so she's advised me she's talked to me about it but she doesn't know who exactly because the guy comes from a family who doesn't have much and i feel like if i see and my parents support them like financially support them i feel like if i did something it feels as though i would like they would stop support because his sisters his sisters they are my best like my best friends in the world like those two girls like they're my ride or dies like they always come by for christmas i love them and everything but you know so even if I was just telling this part of the story to tell you that even if somebody who you really trust has gone ahead to break that trust, um, it's important to know that there's other people there. There's other people who will be able to talk to you, like people like you could even talk to your school counselors and everything. I mean, not everybody trusts them. I mean, to be honest, sometimes I don't. But you can do your best, you know doesn't even have to be a grown adult, a trustworthy friend. My chocolate chip over here. Well. <laughs> you can also just get in touch with the Spark website where victims or people who know victims can get access to the right um, facilities to get help and stuff like that. Yeah. yeah so even if your trustworthy friend is so... <clears throat> Your transfer it breaks your trust. There's other people you have to understand there's like almost eight billion people. Or is it already eight billion? There's more than eight billion people on the planet. Even though some may be bad, there's definitely good people among you. Like there's definitely people around your circle circle who will be willing to help you. And if they're not in your circle, please reach out of your circle. But then it's also not good to trust easily because your cousin like this, didn't you trust him? Like, didn't you think he was like a family member who yeah, like, can't so, harm you? Even though, I, I, I love that you mentioned that because people seem, when they talk about sexual assault and all of those things, people s- blindly tell you that you should open up. And I feel like that's something we should really, f- yeah, we should really fix about, like, I feel we should bring more resources, like what Miss Spark website is doing right here, 
we should bring more resources where people can go and not even just park websites like your school this school environments where you can open up because you know for sure if something is going to happen like you know more trustworthy like forums in areas in school because following blindly and just telling people it can really go a long way to it can really go a long way to hurt you like people there are some wicked people out there and i'm not saying you shouldn't open up i'm saying you should be careful about how who and all who like who you open up to because that's very important as well okay thank you very very much for coming on the podcast we really appreciate your input sure you said a lot of things that schools offices workplaces can like incorporate into their everyday lives to do your work things but like is there anything else you would like to add or say oh yeah um i would like to say that i really believe in what miss Park is doing over here you know bringing people to talk about what they want to talk about like talk about their experiences and all of that and i think that what she's doing go a long way to help people in this you know because i wasn't even going to speak about you can ask cookie chip hey Hey. (laughs) chocolate chip i wasn't even going to speak about this but then like um miss sparks environment it it creates such a safe environment doesn't it and it's like someone you can really like talk to up and down she asks you questions that's like so that you know what to say it's not like you are caught off guard or something yeah come to me now open it really pushed me because i wasn't one of our good friends was interviewed by miss park and you can listen to that it was the episode before this one episode five i believe yeah you can actually listen to that one and before you come here, you understand. Because Miss Spark is really doing something over here. But yeah, she was the one who drove me to come and talk about this. I was like, yes, let me speak about this. Um, And I feel like a lot of people think this is some odd project or something. But like they don't know that people have gone through stuff that they really need to like share. And it becomes some whole mental thing when they grow up. Yeah. So this is a very good um, project. And if you are laughing at Miss Spark because of this, be there. You see who you talk to when something happens, right? And speaking on the mental health part, guys, please take care of it. I just wanted to add this: please take care of your mental health. It's very important. I think Miss Park, Miss Park is all about that mental health. <laughs> mental health, this because me like this, I can't even get into relationship, guys. It's serious because I'll be asking for it to happen when it happens. Yeah, that's true. When it happens. I'm pulling away because that, you know, they're all, yeah, it's all about, you know, comfort, especially that person's like, um, what's it called, love language, love language is physical touch, I can't stand to be touched by even just my friends, it makes me so uncomfortable, except for me, chocolate chip though, lol, it makes me so uncomfortable, like, I, The way I pulled it, and because of that, it even caused me, it makes it so hard for me to have feelings for people. And even when I do, and the person, oh, glory to be to God, like, they like me back. It's my, I don't know, things just happen. 
and I think it's all connected. So please, can we actually, we're going to silence everybody so that the person listening right now will clap. So I'll give you three seconds. Okay, thank you. Okay, I'm pretty sure we can all agree that this is a very interesting and informative episode if we have any inputs or comments to make about this please feel free to make way to my website which is the spark website and just feel free to let your opinions and comments flood the group pages or the forum pages and if you have anything else to you know you want to say just go say it there if you want to book like if you want to come on this podcast feel free to email me dm me on instagram or just go and try and subscribe or contact me in the contact page so thank you very much and have a good day we love you miss sparks (laughs) (laughs) have a good day